0: On this day, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Luke, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When Jesus looked up, he saw some wealthy people putting their offerings into the treasury, and he noticed a poor widow putting in two small coins. He said, I tell you truly, this poor widow put in more than all the rest, for those others have all made offerings from their surplus wealth, but she, from her poverty, has offered her whole life livelihood. The Gospel of the Lord. We begin a new week accompanied by the words that never fail, that stand forever, even when everything fails. The words of God are words which are engraved forever in sacred scripture and in every heart that believes them and brings them to life. It's good not to let some words or phrases of the word of God pass us by. It's good to keep on pouring them through a sieve into our hearts, because they are key, they are important. They are words that generate other words, words That give birth to different attitudes in us They are words that help us change our mind Words that never fail But we must make them come alive again and again How can we make them come alive? By living by them ourselves But putting them into practice By not lying them up in leaky hearts But in hearts ready to turn them into flesh that's why I often suggest that we review something of the gospel of the previous Sunday during the week. I think it's a little more helpful. One more step we can take. If there's something that surprised me in yesterday's reading from the gospel, it was this phrase that was repeated three times in different ways. Say yourself. The whole scene was impressive and meaningful. There were different characters. They didn't know well to whom they were speaking. They rebuked God, telling him, Save yourself. History repeats itself. Sometimes men continue mocking God, and we continue giving in to the temptation of coming down from the cross and saving ourselves. Save yourself, it is a very hard and very deep phrase. We will try to ruminate on it In the next few days As cows do Chewing the grass again and again To be able to digest it With some phrases of the word We must do the same We must chew on them Over and over again The whole gospel is like a drama Between those who need to be saved And those who don't need salvation Because they have everything And don't need anyone I will tell you that the whole history of humanity is the story of those who believe they are saved by themselves, by power, by money, by prestige, by fame, by a religiosity based on fulfillment, by their own plans, and thousands of other things. But it is also the story of those who never consider themselves saved by something human. Those who always manifest that salvation is a gift that it comes from above and not from this world. And Jesus is in the middle of the story, in every single sense, wanting to show us, with his love, that true salvation doesn't come from the powers of this world, but from his merciful love, from his heart that loves until the end, and even on the cross, continues telling us that it isn't worth coming down from the cross, that it is worth loving loving until the end. The poor widow in today's glimpse of the Gospel gave more than anyone else. It is incredible the way Jesus told her story. This woman gave even when she was in need. She preferred not to remember her hunger, her thirst, her nakedness, her sickness, and her slavery. She wanted to be a sheep and not a goat. She did not look after herself and take care of the little she had, rather, she trusted that if she gave everything she had and with all of her heart, God would never abandon her. This is the logic of the generous. This is how the one who is truly generous thinks. He thinks first of others and not so much of his own needs. The generous person gives knowing that he will never be abandoned. He gives knowing that everything that is given is multiplied and that just as he could be generous there will always be someone generous to him. That is the dynamic of love. That is what Jesus did with us. That's what he wants from us. The poorest woman of all gave more than all the rich people. Evidently, Jesus doesn't seem to know much about mathematics. How is it possible that someone who gave less in quantity is really the one who gave the most? Jesus doesn't seem to know much, nor is he so interested in mathematics. For this reason, what he measures and calculates goes through a different scale. For Jesus, everything passes through a heart. I am inclined to think that he looks as will we find difficult to see. For Jesus, giving a lot is not directly proportionate to giving from the heart and giving everything. Conversely, giving small quantities can be compatible with giving everything. This is a strange thing for our mentality to comprehend. We are used to measuring and counting everything, thinking that the life of the heart is pure mathematics, where one plus one always amount to two. It's a good thing that God's way isn't like that, or we would all be in a lot of trouble. The life of the heart is not an exact science. It is science, yes, but it is the science of the heart, and it goes in other directions. And while we want to pigeonhole and box everything up into tight calculations and numbers, including salvation... Jesus takes charge of kicking the board of those values and teaching us a new way of seeing things and understanding reality. Today, let's try to think that salvation in our life, in our family, doesn't depend on the amount of goods we have and accumulate, but rather on the generosity by which we live, no matter whether we give a lot or a little. Let's leave calculations in the hands of Jesus, who doesn't know much about math. We learn from the widow, who knew how to give everything, although no one had noticed but Jesus. May we have a good day, and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.